Welcome to the Fun Engagement Pod from Fun Insights, bringing you insights straight from the experts. You can join the Fun Engagement Network at funinsights.co.uk and we'll let you know when new episodes come out. We're also on Acast, Google, Apple and all major podcasting platforms. This stuff is the future. 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 to episode 17 of the Fan Engagement Pod, a conversation with Mario Leo, Chief Executive of Result Sports, a platform for digital media in sport. He's also a UEFA Grow Mentor and a Director of Digital Sports Africa. He's also a University Lecturer. He's one of the leading experts in digital sports communication, but I'd say that's pigeonholing him a bit too much because he's undoubtedly an expert in communications full stop. Because we spoke for so long, we split this into two parts. This is part one, which looks at how to generate loyalty via digital, the role of social media as a way of narrowing choices and generating loyalty for fans, but how it causes damage in other areas of society, how Mario expects changes to the broadcasting model to escalate over the next few years as a result of COVID-19, how digital hasn't properly integrated itself into football club business models, and is still too focused as a broadcast media comms function, and how clubs can avoid pitting fans against each other, digital versus in-person, abroad versus domestic. Don't forget you can join the Fan Engagement Network at faninsights.co.uk forward slash network forward slash join, and we're launching some exciting new services for members only soon, so join up. Mario, so, um, right, here we go. Now, um, we, we met... Um, first of all, in Warsaw um, in 2019 at a conference where we were both presenting. We didn't, <clears throat> I didn't really, um, I didn't really know a great deal about what you were doing. And I suppose my, um, my scepticism, I've always had a scepticism about digital engagement because it's always concerned me that digital engagement is a fad and that engagement is important and then the tool you use is what is relevant. Tell me a little bit about your thinking on this, because I, I think we probably align on this, don't we? In principle, we absolutely align. Uh, but obviously, Corona and COVID-19 shows you that, that physical engagement in lockdown is, is impossible. Um, and, and obviously, uh, we, we, we faced it in Germany very strictly about, about three months, three and a half months. Um, but you see now, obviously, UK, Spain, uh, France, uh, talking about a, a very string, stringent second lockdown, which which potentially could last the same same amount of time. Um, in principle, we we completely agree uh, that the personal relationship, that the personal engagement is is very very important because you want to see the individual's behavior. Yeah, if he raises his eyebrows, if he's open to a conversation, or if he's just just. Yeah, denying the conversation and just just consuming what you're saying just to to wait until the time is over. Uh, but obviously, digital is is becoming more and more relevant uh, from that perspective because obviously, um, especially with football, um, your your footprint is and, and your your coverage is global. Um, and, and obviously, you have hardcore fans which which call themselves hardcore fans of specific Premier League teams. 
and they say they 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 feel that they are full dedicated wholehearted supporter just the one who can go every week or every other week into the ground into the stadium um and 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 those yeah you don't want to mitigate and you don't want to you don't want to lose so obviously the digital engagement is is just is just the extension um of of what you're saying so in principle and that's where sort of initially our argument started on 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 twitter uh we you were saying that that uh, you, you see it and i and i sort of i think i not arrogantly but but sort of wanted to point the finger in a little wound saying um yes that can be done at at Luton town and that can be done at at Lincoln city or Leighton orient where you have three, four, five thousand attendants where you know each individual but if you have a large club like man city or man united or liverpool and, and there's so many in the premier league who have on the digital community perspective um 90% of its community outside the uk who can't go to the venue can't go to the stadium you can also do a similar approach clustering your audience clustering the level of engagement with the individual and cluster the the facilities in that area and that's where sort of we initially so let's say collided um, on opinions uh, but 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 naturally having exactly the same but i just wanted to widen the the horizon um, in our conversation and, and i'm glad to be uh, with you today to to talk about it well i think that's the um that's partly that's the function of twitter isn't it it tends to create little explosions everywhere but the thing that um that's interesting having spoken to you then we spoke a, a, a little while ago after that exchange initial exchange and um, yeah. um which you know we talked a lot more than we did do when we met in warsaw but um what was interesting to find was was this point that um actually the point of agreement is about um engagement and then it is about the tool that you use and yes of course close engagement is easier when you're face to face um and obviously that's changing under covid at the moment but actually the same principles can be applied um with the people who are not able to be at the ground and in fact as i say we're, as we said we're seeing that now um what i'm interested in is this this idea of the fan let's say uh, uh fan engagement um with a fan let's say in india for example um uh and you talk about they want to feel the same passion they feel they say they feel the same passion as a fan anywhere else it's an interesting one because over here um i remember richard scudamore when he was chief executive of the premier league uh talking about this in um in about 2010 i think it was and at the time i think it was a pitch to try to grow the premier league's market rather than necessarily a sober analysis of fan engagement so it interests me not i'm not interested in the element about the premier league trying to grow the marketplace for its sporting and entertainment product which is what that was about in business terms but i am interested in what is it that um how how can you create that connection if as, as we say fans do feel that passion in the same way which i can accept but how do you do that digitally because as i say we're having to find that out now for fans like me who live just down the road well not that far from yeah. from, from my own club um, but i can't go 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely, and that's why that's why digital and and the social platforms obviously are are the first are the bridge to to the to the event. Uh, we've noticed, especially since since obviously the lockdowns, that that Twitter for the last four or five months became a bit more aggressive. Not not obviously the platform, but obviously the opinions on the platform uh, became more more aggressive. Um, and even and and like we said, there's there's no democratic view or democratic alignment at the moment on Twitter. It's it's a pure clash of opinions. Um, and and you're either right or you're either wrong, and you either believe me or you're either not. And I think that's something um, where 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 platforms and and the platform owners need to be need to be careful what their platform is used for. Obviously, the the responsibility they've they've taken into consideration on the political side because that plays into role as well. Because obviously these platforms becoming bigger and and and, and in all parts of our lives, especially with the younger generation. I think there needs to be an, an educational arm or an educational side what those what those platforms do to impact people's opinions, to impact people's behavior, to impact people's struggle. Um, because obviously, we, on one hand, we we are the user of the platforms, but but those PCs and computers are fairly silly. They can only do nods and ones, and they learn from our. Um, feeding them yeah, from our interest to how we feed those systems, they, they learn, they learn every day. And obviously then they, they, they cut just the pieces of information which we like. So obviously if you have somebody in India who has his favorite team in the UK, who spends an hour a day on, on reading everything around his favorite club, the, the, the intelligence of the platform will help him to pre-select, pre-fetch information for him so he only sees his clubs or his interests being fulfilled. So, so the objective view goes a little bit away. He's becoming really like a racehorse because he only sees the information he's been pre-selected on. And I think that needs to be a society education side that obviously that because, because media and especially the publishing media and the printing media have lost a little bit their business model through social media because the news transports so fast, yeah, it's, it's distributed so fast around the world that obviously that the publishing media counters this with, with more aggressive headlines, with more opinions, with more themes that to manipulate people's opinion as well, just to have click, click numbers, it's click baiting um, on online, and obviously it's the sell of their product offline. So each individual digital user who's using the internet, who's using a social platform, has the responsibility to become objective. Obviously, the vast majority don't know this, um, that they have to be open and, and find a second, a third, and a fourth view of, of different articles or of different um, opinions or different different um, information they receive. But I think that that will be the task for people to share, that, that to learn and, and enhance this knowledge around the world, that, that the internet is basically, or the social platforms is pre-selecting information. So coming back to the original part of the question, so if you are um, a fan in India um, and you have a favorite color, light blue, and in, in, and then the club residing in Manchester uh, with the color of light blue, and you, 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 you follow them on Twitter, you follow them on Instagram, and you follow them on Facebook, and then you as a user, as the fan in India, start to engage with content, you comment or you like, 
the, the social platform pre-select information that you see more light blue in your timeline, that you see more information about light blue in your timeline. And obviously then you, you start to have sympathy for the club. And from the sympathy, you transform it into fandom. And then from fandom, you, 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 you're getting more and more into, into passion. And once it's in your passion, obviously then there's no, no turning around, yeah? and, and especially football. Um, you don't, we as, as sort of the traditionalists, we, we've rooted in the beginning in our youth time because maybe because of our fathers impacted that, we, we, we rooted for our favorite team and we don't change that color all our life. And we're trying to impact our children to follow the same because obviously, as you said, it's just down the road to go to the stadium. So it, it's very nearby. So it's, most of the fans uh, are geographically very narrow to their venues. But obviously a fan who is thousands of miles away, it can't, but he still is as passionate as, as a fan and sometimes even more passionate as the fan um, being, being just next door. So, so what, let's just have a look at a little bit more of, of that then. The, how much then, I mean, you say that they can be as passionate as a fan. What I'm trying to get at, I suppose, is that as we've seen, if you don't have fans in a stadium, the experience of people watching the match wherever they are on on um uh, you know w- watching it on a screen somewhere through whatever device um the experience is different you have to pipe in fat you have to pipe in sound you look at you know you look at stadia and um the, the the terracing and seating areas are covered in flags to try to cover up the fact there aren't any there isn't anyone there so there is a difference between um engagement with someone who's living thousands of miles away and someone who's in who's who who actually attends the match and in a sense their value is different because one is in a sense one is foundational isn't it one one of those people is what allows the football club to operate as a football club in its most basic sense the other is it's a i suppose it's it's it would be easy to start talking about um, ranking them in priority. I prefer to look at it as, as, as concentric circles and that in the centre, you do have the match going fan and the, and, and the people who, are, who will attend every match or attend matches and make it attractive for someone out in the further reaches of the concentric circles to want to follow that club. So there is a difference, yep. isn't there? There, there is there is a difference, of course. Obviously, somebody who's going into the stadium pays for a season ticket, and, and depending on, on on where he is, obviously that that is uh, easily a four digit figure uh, which he spends with with the club. And then obviously he's, he's got the consumption of a drink and, and maybe a pie, so so he's he's even adding um, to the to the value um, of of a stadium visitor. But if you look at at for example a club like Sunderland. Um, who went down from the Premier League to Championship and now plays at League One? And if you if if you look into Sunderland TV, I would I would presume that 60 65 percent of the viewers of Sunderland TV of the matches of their League One matches are from abroad. One coming obviously through the Netflix series, which raised a lot of attention in in the football interested community. And obviously then you want to see those those matches. So you become from a, see. I, th- I think in a digital side, but the way the way it it it, it nurtures, I would call it, is 
this the individual has an interest in football. So he's he's very sympathetic to football, but he doesn't have a favorite team. So he's basically consuming, and that's what the Premier League has done in 2010 extraordinarily well. As the Premier League sort of internationalized to the global market, not on, a, on, not on an interna international or business-driven mode, but because of the TV coverage around the world, obviously it became, it became a global opportunity window. And the, and, and the league, the Premier League and, and Richard Scudamore have fully understood that obviously the clubs inside the league are the product. And, and obviously with, with that, what the Premier League has done is in the last corner of Papua New Guinea, in the last corner of New Zealand, in the last corner of Asia or South America or Africa, clubs are known. A football interested person knows Ipswich Town, knows Norwich City, knows obviously the big teams like Liverpool, Everton, Man City, Man United and, and the London clubs. They know it because the Premier League basically elaborated, educated the football individual person around the world about his clubs. And then obviously each individual selected his, his, his preferred club. Obviously, a lot of people follow because they, the, the teams are winning a lot. But a lot of us are going against the stream and follow an underdog and want the underdog to be the big ones. And obviously, that's where the, the, the flavors differ a little bit. Um, See, the Bundesliga started with their Facebook appearance in December 2016. And 2016 was the huge wave of Facebook was over. Yeah, they, they cut down on this global exposure around 2014, 2015. And then only you can grow on Facebook through media budgets or through specific international trophies like, like the on national team, obviously the, the European Championships, World Championships. But if you are a local football club, Obviously, only through through the coverage of your through your own initiative, and 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 that impact is visible because we can see that obviously if you go around and ask how many clubs can you name as an Indonesian football fan, how many clubs as a 25 year old Indonesian football fan, how many clubs in the Premier League can you name are playing in the Premier League or playing in the UK versus to how many teams you know in Germany? In Germany, you get usually three, while you get 15, 16, possibly 20 out of the UK. They, they don't possibly know that Leeds United promoted to the Premier League and, and still think they are a championship team, same with Fulham, yeah, with, with going up and down, but they know the team names. And, and obviously, they, then obviously you have already that interest bracket, which you need in digital, yeah, because you can name the team and then you, you identify their crest. It's already a very big step forward as a digital um, online uh, user, because majority doesn't even no, I mean, nobody in, in Indonesia knows Mainz 05, Augsburg, Freiburg, um, teams out of, out of the, the Bundesliga who've been there for five, six years who don't go down. Even in the UK, most of them you don't know. And I don't blame you because the Bundesliga have forgotten their ultimate role as a league to, to get to the fans, its clubs. Everybody knows the Bundesliga. But if you ask fans around the world, like name five teams, you will always get the same too. Yeah, Bayern and Dortmund, Bayern and Dortmund, Bayern and Dortmund, because they understood that for them to become globally engaged and globally followed, they will have to do it by themselves because the Bundesliga has not taken that role. While La Liga, with their initiatives in India, broadcasting the League Two matches on YouTube, free to air, to the audience, helps 
the Indian interested football community to learn the second division teams. And then obviously you nurture them with the big matches, yeah, like the Clasico, Real versus, versus Barca, yeah, like the local derbies, Real versus Atletico. That, that's just the nurturing of, 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 your, of your league. Um, and obviously then it, 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 it depends obviously on the clubs you've chosen, whether that, that engagement goes into, into the next level. It's, it's very casual on the digital in the, in the, in the vast beginning. That's why I remember when we, when we spoke on the phone, I said, we have four clusters, how we sort of cluster a digital online audience. And just when he follows the community, he's just in an interest bracket or in an interest cluster because we don't know more about him. Yeah, obviously we have we're, we're residing in Europe. We have data protection compliance to take care of, so we can't fully investigate these fans. So it's totally towards the content and totally towards the product and and to our offering which we have to identify what how can we move this person from being part of the community to be engaged with our content uh, initially. Uh, and, uh, and then obviously you have a cultural clash, yeah, because as, as I mentioned, yeah, in Indonesia, the football sophistication is not so high like in, in Mexico or in Brazil uh, or in other parts of the world. So, so you have to educate about the, the, the fan, the online fan, about your values. And, and that's where I, I strongly believe that obviously social responsibility, uh, social values are very, very elementary uh, and, and basic um, in the next one or two years for all the clubs. Because if we say we are um, climate neutral, yeah, we have zero tolerance against uh, right-wing fascism, we have all these political sort of frameworks, clusters, um, then obviously it's, it's easier for a, a person thousand miles away to saying yes i believe in these values i am fully behind these attributes the club stands for and the club was winning and the club sort of represents my my heart and my following then i'm going the next step i will become a consumer every year i will buy a ticket but also every match i'm going to have my game pass yeah and if you look into the nba and the nhl and all the others how they using game pass as an attraction tool i think um, we will see a complete new system in the next three, four years, because obviously, as the Premier League now struggles with some broadcasting revenues coming in, because obviously some broadcast providers uh, are struggling to, to sort of maintain through the global pandemic their, their commitment. Uh, I think we will see a breakup in, in, in the licensing of, of broadcasts. Um, for example, when, when I come back to the Bundesliga, I don't want to sort of offend anybody in, in the UK or in the Premier League. But obviously, if you look into the Bundesliga, um, I don't think at the moment there's a TV deal of the Bundesliga in Norway. But Borussia Dortmund has a strong interest in, to, to represent Erling Haaland uh, in the Borussia Dortmund shirt in, in the Norwegian football market. So obviously, Borussia Dortmund should have the possibility to buy the right to broadcast the matches in Norway. Um, and, and the same for, for Bayern Munich and other countries. So I think we will see some broadcasting changes through OTT and through streaming possibilities because geographically that will give a new flexibility to those markets. Right. I mean, I, 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 um, I want to slightly change the subject. Well, not, really, yeah. not massively, but um, I wanted to just get onto a favourite I mean, it, it's it's a theme of a lot of what I talk about, um, and and the reason really that that I set fan insights up, and the reason I have these conversations with people like you, 
is um, you talk in a sort of very rich and detailed way about um, uh, about digital engagement, about a process um, of thinking behind it. It's it's very um, you know you're very you're a very thoughtful person. You clearly um, uh, plot these things out and think about them thoroughly. Um, that isn't the case with a lot of digital engagement or engagement where digital products and digital services are used. And the reason, as I said, that this is one of the reasons that Fan Insights was set up was because I wanted to try to challenge this idea that you can solve engagement through an app or a service. Is, is that, is this, um, uh, you know, does, does that approach do you think muddy the waters for someone like you who's trying to be um uh um who's trying to push uh, a very holistic view of where of where digital sits and that it's a it's a platform to engage rather than digital engagement on its own does it does it do you find that 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 you know solve all your problems with this app causes you problems in where what you're trying to do when you're trying to explain what you're trying to achieve no, I, I, I don't think it, 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 it does. I mean, it, yes, I mean, there will be some, some overlay and there will be, will be some, 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 some outrage uh, or, or some, some sort of clash of, of activities, but, but not overall, because ultimately um, what, what we observe is obviously that, that clubs are, are at the moment still working in, in the classical department setup, yeah, where the commercial team doesn't really have a, a a a digital format or asset catalog to be sold which on on digital platforms because they still go on led boards and and all the the, the bigger deals um and obviously uh, you can and, and i think those alignments need to be done i think obviously the premier league is uh, and the premier league teams are doing very well that the majority of the teams have analysts inside yeah the digital analysts because obviously through the digital platforms through digitalization through the touch points and engagement with the audience you can identify markets for yourself um, and those those international markets you can't you can't put 200 countries under the same pillar um, and and obviously what we do is is obviously internally help the organization to have a digital transformation we make processes and workflow cross department uh, possible and not only do monitor engagement levels obviously with with our engagement we know which which markets are working and which markets are more sophisticated and which others don't and obviously we also know that the cultural demands yeah because obviously if you are residing yeah, in the northeast of england or if you if you reside in liverpool and manchester you still have a scouser dialect and if you come to london you have to sort of change a little bit your style of talking to be the, the, the to be to be understood by everybody so it's it's the cultural thing which which we also obviously um, cross function into that as well and i think it has a it has a, a natural right to coexist um to do so because um what when when you see the the very very passionate international fan his heartfelt dream is to be one day or or multiple times in his life at this stadium of his favorite club and 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 we know that that several london teams are keeping a little bit of space uh, in their arena for arena tourism, yeah, which is which is obviously counterproductive to the hardcore fan who wants to go into the stadium because he's, he's, he's he doesn't get any tickets while somebody who is flying in ten thousand miles 
gets gets the ticket uh, accessibility. And I think what we try to avoid is is to have yeah making a good fan versus a bad fan uh, perspective. Yeah, we want we want all fans to be. It's it's a totally inclusive way. Um, and I think that's that's so important to to understand um, because, like I said, and that's where social values and and social responsibility um, is coming strongly into our consideration and goes far beyond just digital engagement. Um, and digital engagement has so far been only a task, from my perspective, from the media and communications department. And many clubs around the world um, have the struggle how to create a, a global strategy of engagement because the media and communications department is the only cost center in a club and is usually understaffed, under-resourced, with very, very poor tools. Um, and, and that's what we change because obviously a social media manager knows the sentiment what's coming in. He can even predict the stadium atmosphere if he has a right listening tool um, from Monday to Friday. He can predict the stadium atmosphere on site by, by knowing what the audience is talking about. So it's a nice bridging perspective from my, from my, from my point of view. And that's why I, I, I like our conversation coming. Remember, we were talking, saying we're coming from two different angles, very, very different angles, but actually have a common goal.